Hello, it's me, Elizabeth Gomez. And I'm Adrian Gunn. And this is Don't Ruin This For Me, a podcast where two middle-aged besties look back at the 80s and 90s pop culture that put us on a path toward total life disappointment. Because guess what, Adrian? Life is not like the movies. Wait a minute. I thought this podcast was called Wokefield. It was, but you know what? We're all grown up now. We are all <laughs> grown up. up. You know what? When we started out, we were t- discussing the Sweet Valley High novels, and Wokefield was really a perfect name. But you know what? We got pretty bored of those dumb Wakefield twins. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst. So we decided we might as well go ahead and fuck up all the other pop culture we loved <laughs> as kids. And thus, Don't Ruin This For Me was born. Yeah, we're going in hard this season. We're holding on to our basic format, covering our formative favorite films and pop culture that we believe wronged us. Uh-huh. This season, we have an amazing lineup of diverse guests and films. And we're going to also talk about the hottest pop culture moments happening right now and speaking of adrian yes what have you been into this week you guys i'm really excited that we're adding like current pop culture stuff too because i need more outlets to talk about things like married at first sight (laughs) (laughs) i know we've been wanting to do this for so long and we were trying to figure out how to get it like in right and you know what you just do it yes you know what because it's our podcast yeah we do whatever the hell we (laughs) want so listen um i watched all of season 10 of Married at First Sight, which is a show where two people who have never met each other, seen each other ever, get married. And then there are like 19 episodes that are like an hour and a half each. <laughs> I can't believe that. You got me into uh, Love is Blind, Love which is Blind I still is... haven't seen the most recent season oh, of. You know what? You need a sick day. You spend the whole day with Love is Blind. But anyway, so I watched all of Married at First Sight and I wrote then I spent even more time on it, Elizabeth, <laughs> I <know>. because then <laughs> I, I wrote about it in my brand new newsletter, Where the Fuck's My Happy Ending? I know. I'm so, I read it. I was excited. I feel like I got to know the characters very well yes. on the show. Yes. Um, I love your newsletter, Thank by the you. way. I think it looks really great. Thank, Thank you, you, Jessica Savage, for her logo. Yes. It looks good. Um, yeah. So we all have, we both have newsletters yeah, now. Tell them about your newsletter. Uh, mine is called Mixed Race Tape, where I write about all my random obsessions and I compliment it with a playlist because I, I can't make a mixtape anymore. Um, <laughs> well, a playlist is a mix. Is it's a mix kind tape. of right. Yeah. Like it, we we have to work with what we have. Yeah, I went on a date once. Remember, and that guy sent me a playlist, and then we like yes, we really like went through it to decide <laughs> if he was like a trash person or not. We yeah. liked it. I think actually, uh, you could not listen to it because. You don't have Spotify. That's true. No, I could listen <laughs> I to a, it. And I had to tell you. <laughs> but there were a lot of ads. And, you know, I'm not a super music head. So I was like, you listen to it first. <laughs> and let me know if he's a tool. But he was cute. But I don't know where he is now. I don't, and, and I don't remember his name. I was going to say, and I think, uh, I think we really, I like the playlist. Yeah. Uh, I picked out some songs and some bands that I was like, these are good, decent bands. Yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. Wait, let um, me ask you, though. Are you, like... You sent out your newsletter, and yes. then are you like logging into Spotify to see who's listening to your playlist? I will tell you that I have gotten subscribers from Spotify Wait, to the newsletter. Yeah, isn't that oh, weird? It's a reverse thing. Yeah, your music picks are that high. <laughs> wow. No, I just think that people are like, "What's this about?" And then they like click on it. They're just weird, curious people like me. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's a small percentage, like 4%. Right, it's right. It's like really tiny. No, I love um, that though. But anyways, it's really fun. I love creating soundtracks in my brain. Yeah. I probably have a soundtrack going on for us right now. Wow. I wish I wish we had so much money we could just buy rights to songs. I, you know what? Even RuPaul doesn't buy the rights to like <laughs> very many songs. You know, just that last week they were doing another Taylor Dane lip sync. Oh my God. And I was like, listen, I love the Taylor Dane song. I love that Ru loves it, but we've seen it at least three times. I mean, and they've got that World of Wonder money. <laughs> he loves an old school disco, man. He loves he does. it. Okay, listen, everybody, though, subscribe to our newsletters. I know a lot of people who are not writers are like, what's a newsletter? What is a Substack? And I get it. Um, so you can go to Substack.com and like search for either of us. It'll come up. I'm going to also put the link in our Instagram app. And you're going to love it. You're going to love our newsletters. Yes. It's just more Elizabeth, more Adrian. And we're not changing any of our feeds. We're just changing the titles of everything. Yeah. Because, you know, life is hard. Well, you know, I did change the name on Instagram from Wokefield right. to Don't Ruin This For Me. But if you're already subscribed to us, it's still, you're there. That's you're what there. I'm saying. We've got it. All right. What have I been obsessed with this week? Yeah, Let's talk about you? that. Pedro Pascal. Have you been watching I my mean, Instagram stories? You and every single person on the planet is <laughs> obsessed. Yes, he's our internet daddy. Yeah, yeah. Have you been, do you pay any attention to him at all? Well, obviously I saw him on Game of Thrones. Yes. He was a total star there. Oh, yeah. And then he had slices, his eyes like popped out. At the it, end was of stuff. it was tough. It was death. tough. Um, <laughs> we need Kim here to recount the exact details. Right. I think he was fighting the mountain, but she's going to be like, that's wrong. Yeah. Well, he's also played the Mandalorian, which is where you don't see his yeah. face at all. So I'm not really that interested yeah, in watching Yeah, who gives a him. shit about that if he's but, wearing a mask? Yes. I, did, I discovered mm-hmm. a moment where like peak... All of my pop culture loves came into one really? moment. Tell me. Yeah, so I found out that Pedro Pascal had did a um, he had did a, a, a an episode of a Special Victims Unit. Sorry, oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, <laughs> I had Olivia. I had Stabler. I got Pedro. It was amazing. Um, so if if any of you guys wonder this about me, I love true crime. I think I've mentioned this before in previous seasons. Tough look. Um, and I am super super hot for SVU. So I'm always watching it. I've watched it several times, all 25 seasons, and I will continue to do that. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, when we rode our bikes across Ohio, the first thing she did at every <laughs> hotel room was like turn on to like TBS to find the special victims unit it, and it, they play it 24 7 in the mornings 20. at night yes. it's always there waiting for you yes well i haven't started the last of us yet do i need to i do think you need to um I, though you don't, you're not like a big person for like horror films and like zombies and things like that although you I did say you watched the walking dead i did watch so i like story right yes. like so i i don't like tons of horror that's just about like scaring me and gore but like it sounds like this show has a lot of story it does have a lot of story and yeah. they do a lot of stories about like the sub characters that are in the video game yeah, yeah. which makes it that gives them a lot of freedom to like create these other worlds within this yeah. one world yeah yeah so i think it's very cool and pedro's there and so i just think yeah. like yeah yeah okay i'll do it oh the last thing i want to tell you about before we really dig in today's episode is guess what i saw what cocaine bear oh i was gonna ask you about that <laughs> how so was it i took my mother yes and i took my son he is like almost 14 right Mima's like 74 right <laughs> so we had the whole gamut of experience at cocaine bear um when we left my mom was like that was stupider than i thought it was gonna be i was like it's literally called cocaine bear <laughs> gonna happen we had a great time though overall it's very silly i loved all the sort of 80s retroness of it all so it's it's a recommend and it's based on a true story yes but in the true story just so people know the bear eats the cocaine and dies dies. like immediately (laughs) like within like 
you know, 30 minutes, the bear is dead. Wait, so in the movie, it's like the cocaine bear has a whole personality because that's really exciting. That's 100%. Exciting. And in the movie, like, like there'll be times where like cocaine explodes in the forest and the bear is just like, <laughs> like in the sky, like slurping them up with his nose. Like he's, the bear is instantly addicted to cocaine as well. That's like part of the like oomph of moving the story forward. Yeah. I definitely feel like that could be me. If 100%. I was if I was a cocaine bear, I would just listen. Be like, if there was cocaine, cocaine exploded in this room right now, you would be the one. And the yeah. show would be so good, don't you think? The show would be great. <laughs> It'd be faster. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else so, is in that movie? Is Margot Martindale a real steal or scene stealer? She I don't was know great. If I can remember yes, who she you is. know who she okay. is. She's in everything. All right. Well, give me an example. Mm. Well, See, you can't remember. Let's either. move forward. We're just old middle aged ladies, guys. <laughs> Okay, but I'm really excited about this season. Yes, and I'm really excited. I I'm the one that was like, this is what we're starting with, no matter what. Because yes, you're very dedicated to the idea. Yes, because this has been a through line between, like, in our friendship. Elizabeth talks about this all the time, and we've never really dug into it. And the it of it all is Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was very hesitant about. Um, trying to dig into this whole topic but uh after watching uh pamela a love story yes. i feel like i'm ready yeah I feel we ready have to yes. well and there's been a lot of pamela content right there's the pam and tommy show on hulu which we both watched there's pamela love story the netflix documentary and she also has a book which yes. i believe is love pamela correct i saw it at half price books yesterday <laughs> oh it's already on half price well, well no, they just had it there. Store, just yeah. had it there. They have like a small section of new books. You know, I was thinking about this as I was watching the documentary. I was like, oh, I wonder, like, this this completely kind of makes sense about how much I love and adore you. I'm like, what? yes, because I was like, this <laughs> chick, this, like, this chick is beautiful. You know, she is smart. You know, well, Pamela. I was like, who are we talking right? about? I was like, me and Pamela. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about Pamela's uh, intelligence level. <laughs> I was like, you know, Adrian's beautiful. I mean, I think the first time I've, and I've said this on the podcast before, is that when I first met you, I was like, wow, she's stunning. She's blonde. That's she's crazy. got a nice figure. You know, she has two, she has a son. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't been snatched off the market with that yes. fucking lead in. And also, you're like a hopeless romantic. And I Ugh. think that that's a very interesting thing that we're going to get into. So we're going to dig in a little bit about my surface feelings yeah. and your very deep feelings. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, yes, I am a hopeless romantic, but I hide it much better than Pamela. Yeah. And I don't allow it to make all my choices. Yes. And you also um, have, have tapped into your rage as a woman, <laughs> which I don't think that Pamela has. So we start the documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's super cute. There's Pamela. She's wearing all white, of course, mm -hmm. living in Lady Smith, Vancouver. Oof. Right, Vancouver Island, maybe. Vancouver. Yes, yeah, they call it, you know, the island because she talks about the mainland. So yes. like a thing. And then she's driving a John Deere, because I kept saying this is my favorite part of the show, is she's driving a John Deere, uh, like a John Deere tractor and wearing high heel hunter boots yes and like a white see-through nightgown yes. and she's just like fucking mowing the yard yes and a big hat and she's just like no makeup she's yeah. just beautiful and then she goes into like they go into like opening up with some um home video of everyone mm -hmm. which is really, Pamela really fun growing to watch. up yep and um the best one was tommy coming out like to their their old love pad on a horse in a shining armor of like knights and he's just like pam will you marry me and then i thought how could she say no? They were already <laughs> married. But 
Listen, we can get, let's get into the Tommy of it all after we. Yes. So Pamela's grown up in Ladysmith, Vancouver. She has, her parents are fighting all the time. Her dad's an alcoholic. Yep. Things are not great. She gets molested by a babysitter for like years. For years. and then Many she, years. She talks about how she tried to protect her brother from yeah. it and how she felt very ashamed of it. Yes. Which, of course, she's a child. Yes. You know, um, and then there's another part where she tells, she admits about being raped at 12. Yes. So she's, By a 25-year-old. I by know, the way, who was giving her a quote unquote massage? Oof. Disgusting. Oof. First, Disgusting. he let in with backgammon. Yes. I mean, what the fuck? You'd think you could trust that. We're playing backgammon. Things took a real turn. Yes, it was. I mean, it's so dark. And yes. then she grows up and somehow maintains to keep this like very innocent, sweet like vibe about her. Yes. And um, goes out to play to a hockey game wearing a Labatt's blue shirt with her, her and her friends. Listen, when this happened, I texted you and I was like, can you even? Can, like, can you even conceptualize what it would be to be so beautiful that you're in a hockey stadium? In Canada. Th- in Canada. Thousands of people in this stadium. And somehow they find you and they're like, they put you on the jumbotron. They pull you down to the hockey stage. And next thing you know, you're a Labatt's model. <laughs> All you did was try to go to a hockey game. Yeah, wearing like a cute little t-shirt. I want to say this too, is that... The Pamela Anderson we see as a Labatt's girl is definitely different than the Pamela we know as the yeah. icon. Well, I mean, she's very young. Yes. And gorgeous. Yes. Like, she never needed those tips. I mean, never. listen, because next thing you know, she goes to L.A. to be in Playboy. And we you, they show her tits on the documentary. And, like... They were great. I was like, if these were her pre-tits, what's <laughs> what was going on? I know, and she's so sweet during that whole thing. Because let's t- this is, I think, very important. And I think we should talk about it later. Which is, um, she keeps all these journals yes. for years and years and years. I also had kept journals for years from fifth grade till I graduated high school. But the moment I left home, my mom threw them all away. <gasps> of course she did. <laughs> so she, she was, was like, burn the like, evidence, <laughs> burn the fucking evidence. This chick's out. I hate her. Like, let's go. <laughs> she's she like. Also- Nobody needs to look back on this. I was like, where's all the trophies I had for public speaking? And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you even live here? Anyways. So um, she all of this is like journaled. So we get to go back and like listen to her thoughts at the real time of what she's doing. Um, And so when she's at the Playboy Mansion, she's even talking about like how much everyone else is so much better looking than she is, which is mind blowing. Yes. Because she's Pamela Anderson. You know, I think one thing. In the whole thing that I found very interesting. So, like, in the present day, Pamela is literally in this, like, white flowy nightgown in a robe. She has no makeup on. It looks as if she's not brushed her hair. She's still rocking the tiny eyebrows, <laughs> which worked better as a younger woman, I'll I was just like, say. I don't but... know if they're going to come back, though, dude. Yeah. I don't know if they can. But literally, she does all her interviews, no makeup, no hair, like, in this robe. And a lot of the ways she, like, talks about her own beauty or, like, whatever is, like... I don't even know how to describe it. It's like very detached. Like she does not talk about it like as if she was like, oh, I'm so hot. She doesn't talk about it as like I need to preserve my hotness. Like it is a very like opposite experience of what you see of like any other sort of female star. Like who else do you know that's going to be like I'm going to do this with no makeup on? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting, too. And I think like even there's a point where – her mom makes a comment about her body. And she's yeah. just talking about like, oh, why are you wearing this like loose nightgown? Yeah. And Pamela, very, like very everyday girlish says, well, you know, it's just different now. My body's different now. And mm-hmm. like, like kind of laughing about 
having but, a silhouette that's thinner. And I thought that was so like I was like, this is how we do talk like normal people talk to each other. Yes. And I would just like to say, no, it's not. I mean, I saw her walking <laughs> down the farm and she's in this see through nightgown. She had this like black thong on. I texted Elizabeth. I was like, in this entire movie, she has a great ass. <laughs> she does. It's like unbelievable. It still holds up in her 50s. Yeah. man. It's it's awesome. Um, then we move into basically after her, her Playboy career, she ends up traveling a lot. And she gets on Baywatch. She ends up going to uh, Cancun to do something, and she gets a phone call from mm-hmm. a rock star, Tommy Lee, and he's he going to follow in. her there. Yeah, so he they had met at a club, and then um, he thought that she was paying attention to him specifically. She wasn't, but of course, you doesn't know, matter. Men, men doesn't matter. <laughs> and so he follows her there. He he ends up marrying her four days later, dude, in a bikini, in her white bikini. Yes, and um, she I think pulled somebody off like from staff to be her bridesmaid and yeah. she's just crazy about him and um, then they move into lots of clips about him and her marriage which we'll get into again later um, they have two kids the sex tape blah 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 blah. Yeah. then we go through um, all of her other marriages I mean five. she's been married five times <laughs> five times most recently in like 2021 and now divorced in 2022 yes it's awful I feel yeah. you know I feel really really bad for her at this point you know they're talking about her marriages and how she sees love which again we'll talk to in, in greater depth and then eventually we go into like who is, who is Pamela today right and her sons seem to adore her they really do they love everything about her they think that she was kind of, I mean she they're not wrong she was very very screwed when it came to like her career right I can't remember if I told you that I have some experience with Brandon Lee. No. Oh, yeah, because I obviously watched Hills, Our New Beginnings, which he was on. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know that show. Um, Yes, you do. The Hills. Yes. It was like old school. And then they did like My New Beginnings. And it had like Brody Jenner and Brandon Lee. And yes. Also, don't you think Brandon Lee looks just like Tommy? Sure. It's very hot. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the boys seem to adore their mom. She gets to go play Roxy on Broadway. Yes. Which was adorable. She got good reviews, which I was glad for her. Yeah, about. and she talks a lot about the book that she wrote and her process of mm-hmm. writing, which is something I think you could talk about, too. It's your book <laughs> process of writing and how how hard it can be. Glad I mean, Pam I, and I have that in common. I'm telling you, you are my Pam. Oh, God. <laughs> No, and she's just she just seems really great. And at the end of the 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 documentary, you know, I end up feeling very sad for her. Yeah, I feel very conflicted about like where she ended up after all of this this huge life that I literally witnessed from when I was a teenager to yeah. to, to today. Um, I don't know what you thought when they wrapped it up. It was. I, I mean, all I'm thinking right now is, did we? Did you even say why you were obsessed with this girl? <laughs> Yes, I well, I haven't. I don't know if I said it yet. Not but. really. Let's start there because you're already talking about being a teenager. So, yes. what is Pamela Anderson to you? Pamela Anderson to me is exactly what I should have looked like as an American girl. <laughs> that is what I believe. That's what I believe. <laughs> Tell my listeners who don't know this, I would spend every single cent I have to look like her. But I, as a teenager, you know, I was like this brown-haired, frizzy, chubby, like little half Asian, half Puerto Rican kid that like people were never fully sure what my background was and never really sure about how to um, approach me. But when I saw Pamela Anderson, I was like, this is America. 
This, <laughs> this, is, this is what Americans look like, you know? This is what, she's never going to have to answer these questions, and she, everyone's going to always adore her, and she's beautiful and blonde and never has to wear a lick of makeup. I mean, she was just, to me, the perfect the perfect idea of what I think my mother must have even thought when she came to America. This is what all the girls would look like. Plot twist, they don't. <laughs> no, and I mean, like, it's not like you chose Brooke Shields. I mean, you chose like, no. you know, and listen, there's Pam and then there's like Pam the character. So I'm talking about Pam the character. I mean, you really chose like a slutty sort of like expression. Yeah, but not when she was on Baywatch. I mean, she was in play. Well, I'm going to say this. My face is like, I know. no. She was, she was definitely, I wouldn't say that her Baywatch character was slutty as much as she was like this like very like wide-eyed naive young well, you beach know, lifeguard slutty isn't the right word cuz that it's definitely not the right yeah. word it's like oversexualized yes. you know it's like it's to an extreme i mean like she had her swimsuit cut to like you know the tops of her nipples they have her running her tits are flying you know the swimsuit legs are like cut to the armpit that I was mean, a look back then listen that is the most unflattering it looks fine <laughs> for her but anytime I put on a high cut swimsuit I'm like what is happening I'm here? telling you do you remember the Van Halen videos all the girls wore their I mean their you sw- do yes, of course I do <laughs> are you kidding that was my dream I was like this is what I'm gonna grow up to do I'm gonna be a video vixen well that's what I'm saying again that's really sexualized yeah I mean but I think at that time in the 80s you know this is what we talk about all the time when it comes to some of our favorite films it's like how women were treated yeah and you had power in my eyes as a child I was like you have power if you're sexy Mm -hmm. and I don't know that that has um it's evolved in a different way but I don't know if that really served for Pamela which I think makes her a little bit more tragic in some ways Mm because I don't know if she if she had grown up and her career had been moved just a decade later, how different it would look like than it does now? I don't even know if she could do it the same way. Because yeah. the moment where she was so um, popular, like the late 90s, early 2000s, was like what, like a very specific moment of like media like taking women, doing whatever the fuck they want with them to monetize it, to like make money, to tear them down. I mean, and that's, you know, there's not that much difference between Britney Spears and Pamela Anderson, like in terms of their stories. They were both really wronged by like a slew of men. Yes. And then she keeps getting married. <laughs> I also thought it was really hard like, when you bring up uh, Britney and uh, Pam. The one thing with Britney was that they even sexualized her as a kid. Yes. As a child. But Pam was also a child. Isn't she like 18 when she's on Playboy? I think she's like 19 or 20. I think she's she's yeah. moving. Still very yes. young. She's very young. But she's not like Britney Spears, 14, right. 15 year old, yeah. which was like really gross. Yes. Um, and, and nobody I, said it was gross, by the no, way. Never, no, never, 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 never. No. And I think the thing with Pamela was that she was also, so I actually didn't follow a lot of her work. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with her love story because mm-hmm. I thought that was her and Tommy. Yeah, let's get to let's, that. Yes, that was like my favorite love story ever. But then um, before we get into that, I was going to say that she would do all these interviews mm-hmm. and watching her on late night television, she was just so sweet and mm-hmm. kind. And I wasn't surprised to find that out with her in the documentary. And I thought the one thing the documentary gave me was a little bit more um, sincerity. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't as much like, uncovering like trying to cover up some of these painful things mm-hmm. um, I think in the documentary there's a clip where Matt Lauer this really did not age well <sighs> Matt Lauer and he's I feel like we've seen clips of him being creepy and other things recently too but yes. go ahead and he's talking to her and he like gestures with his two hands like he's holding her boobs and she actually says something about it yeah it was so gross but I did I remembered 
watching those clips, like how many times I watched that over and over again, like just people talking about her tits the whole time. Well, her tits were really obscene. I mean, like (laughs) she got them really, really big. And, you know, again, it's like you think about like, okay, well, maybe the standards are like, that's not okay to talk about. Except we talk about the Kardashians' asses constantly. All the time. You know, they got them really, really big. I think the difference is like Pamela actually was like offended and the Kardashians like have monetized it. Well, I think Pamela changed a lot of that for yeah, people for the sure. sex tapes and how they yes. get released and yes. like being a sexy woman um i mean let's talk a little bit about her her body and her trauma right mm-hmm. like um i don't think i knew this as a kid and i definitely think that a lot of her loving bad boys was like a, a thing that i also very much enjoyed mm-hmm. but i think that when she talks about her abuse and finding empowerment and then having it taken away from her. Mm-hmm. It's really heavy. I think that was a very heavy moment. I don't mm-hmm. know what your thoughts were on like, that. Okay, so you're meaning she found empowerment by being in Playboy and doing what she wanted and then she had it taken away from her when um, the sex tape was stolen. So I don't think we said this. Uh, basically, Pam, if you don't know, Pam and Tommy were having construction done on their house. They had their sex tape and like Tommy's guns and her wedding bikini oh, in a giant safe. Yep. One of the kind Contractors was like, Tommy didn't pay me, so he stole this safe. And then he found the sex tape and then he like found people to distribute it. And then it was also like at the beginning of the internet. So it was yes. like this whole confluence of things that like Pam and Tommy couldn't stop it. Yeah. And it was all of this happens super fast because yes. they get married um, one, four days after they meet, right? And then they have a kid within a year. Yeah. Well, they have a miscarriage within a mm-hmm. year. Then they have their son. Then the st- safe gets stolen. Mm-hmm. Then the tape scandal happens. This yeah. all happens within two years, yeah. which yeah. is wild. Yeah. But, you know, she's talking about like how um, all this abuse, like physical abuse has happened to her and in the worst ways possible. And then she's also doing Playboy where she also finds empowerment in being sexy and flirty and fun. And when this video comes out, all that gets taken away from her. All of her power Mm -hmm. just like makes her melt down. And I feel like. I mean, I guess like this will will go into our whole Tommy, Tommy and Pam conversation, but. To watch someone just crumble like that, like it's so gross. I just don't know that I understand what the motivation with that was, except money. Yeah, yeah. I mean money and I think also dominance, right? Because it was all men who did it. So Women are not going to fucking steal your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, my thing I keep coming back to with Pam is like, I don't understand why she keeps like searching out men, trusting men. Like there's a long history of men being awful to her. And when she is like at court, like giving a deposition because they're trying to get this tape stopped, she's been offered money for it. She's refused it. Like she just like wants the tape, like not on the internet. And all the people giving her the deposition are men and they're all awful to her. And she's like, I don't understand why these grown men hate me. And I was like, girl, this is like the crux of it though, right? Like she was the man that everybody or the woman that everybody wanted and they can't have. And like all the morals of that time were so fucked up. It was like totally fine to be awful to women. I mean, it still is, but like, I think people try to hide it a little better. (laughs) I mean, it's so hard to watch. I I just, I think like, you know, when she's talking about why do these grown men hate me? It does make you think a lot about how actually things have changed since then. Mm -hmm. You know, like she had the baby and then she's like walking around in the paparazzi. So like, it's her first night out yeah, after yeah. having the baby and yeah. everyone's like, where's your baby? Yeah. Where's your baby? Yeah. You know, 
nowadays it's like we encourage women to go out and you know I don't think it's changed that much to be honest no I think like women judge each other about their parenting and like then men reinforce these certain things I think a lot of it is like really subconscious you know like when I had my son like all of a sudden my ex-husband was kind of like are you gonna stay home and I was like what the fuck are you talking about you've known me for like a decade like that was like that's not my vibe it's never been my vibe like I'm gonna work and you know he was shocked and I was just like okay so like all this stuff is so deeply ingrained that it just like comes up and people don't even think about it yeah I didn't think about it that way but I definitely thought like it's another point for for men to like have control over this woman you know like let me just judge you let me masturbate Yes. While looking at you. Yes. And absolutely judge you and for your decisions yes. when you decide to dress up and go out after you've had a baby. Like yes. some kind of like weird, like mothers can no longer be sexy. Yes. Kind of emotion. Um, you know, when she's talking about these grown men and she's asking about how much she hates, like, why do they hate me so much? Part of me was also like, why do you keep liking them? They're awful to you. Yes. <laughs> and like all of our marriages didn't sound great. You know, even. Yes, there was abuse in all of them. Yes. Yeah, so there's Tommy who ends up going to jail for a little bit. And then I don't know. For abusing her. Right. Uh, for abusing while her. she's holding her eight month, eight week baby. I can't remember why her and Kid Rock broke up. But she says in the documentary that it's just not as fiery and flamey, which makes it really difficult to talk about because then you're thinking as she had referred to before her parents had like a very fiery right. physical relationship right that she now has do we think like she's now settling that that's kind of the uh a pit like the the peak of having a great relationship yes that is what she thinks yeah. i mean literally her relationship with tommy is insane like you watch all the videos and like he's clearly fucking nuts like on drugs and wild and like you know, just like willing to do anything up for anything, right? Like he's fucking wild and she loves it. As you said, like her parents had this crazy relationship, but there's like her romanticness is like it's very deep and pure. And like she would be the person who loves the horse and the knight's right. outfit, right? Right. But it's also chaos. She sees chaos as like. You know, that's actually love. That's being in love. I mean, it's super relatable for me, which, you mm-hmm. know, because I think maybe when I was watching this documentary, I was like, is this why I'm, I am the way I am? Yes. <laughs> let, let's tell us. Tell yeah. us. So like, you know, um, one of my ex-husband, when I met him, you know, he lived in California. I lived in Chicago. And I left knowing that I was going to change my life by moving to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't keep doing this life that I have, which is partying and being crazy and sleeping with everyone. And I'm going to go to Chicago and straighten my shit out. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, I get a note from him or a phone call from him. And he's like, I'm going to sell everything and come to Chicago to be with you. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, that's crazy. I don't want that. And still, my mouth said, yes, I will be here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, did you take it as being like a really romantic like gesture? Yes. When it's someone, he only owned, I think he, we'd known each other for maybe two months, maybe, uh-huh. maybe. And for him to be like, I'm going to sell all of my things. And then I'm going to get on this Greyhound bus from Los Angeles to Chicago to be with you. Wow, not even a plane. Right. He's like, <laughs> to be with you, like you're so special. And I remember feeling like, this is too much. This mm-hmm. is crazy. Something's not right. And still I'm like, okay, I can't right. promise you we'll be together, but might as well just come on out. Right. 
<laughs> and then, you know, once he even got here, like during his transit, his transit, um, I get a letter from his ex-girlfriend who's like, I'm his baby mama. And he's actually selling all my, you know, she's like, yes, she's like, he sold all of our shit so he could come stay with you and left me in the sun behind. <laughs> <laughs> You guys should see Christine's face. What did, right and now. what did you do with that letter? I I was like, you're like, sorry, you're just not as special as me, bitch. <laughs> I I think I did what most women tend to do yeah. at a certain age. You just you you ask the guy about it. He gives you a story. Yeah, you know, and his story Oof. is like that. It's not. She's obsessed with him. She's like possessive always. And I also think that was another narrative we heard a lot in the eighties and nineties. Is like jealous women, crazy women. Yes, she's crazy. Yeah, and never like. Well, maybe that woman actually has some legitimate stories. <laughs> yes, I mean not to bring this back to Married at First Sight, but <laughs> on that show, these women, Taylor and I are watching it. My other friend and these women are like twenty five, young, and the men act crazy, and then the women reflect their behavior back to them in like perfectly reasonable voices and tones and then the men and these weird expert therapists all gaslight the women and are like no 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 you're crazy like he wouldn't hurt this much if he didn't love you I know it's so gross and so you know when he got here even we had been um I don't maybe it would have been a month and we were Uh walking through downtown somehow we were passing city hall and he was like blah 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 you know you would never marry me which, by the way, was Pamela's idea. We'll get to that. But he was like, you wouldn't marry me. And I was like, of course I'd marry you. And he was like, no, I w- no you wouldn't. And I was like, yes, I would. And How old are you right now? At this point, I'm probably 22, 21. Oh, okay. I'm a baby. Yeah, you are. And he's like, well, let's go. And so we went to City Hall. We got a license. I sat on it for a month. And then one day he came home from work and he was like, Elizabeth, call your mom. We're getting married in the morning. And I did. <laughs> Wait, did you think that was um, sexy? Like, I think, did he really like sort of order you and you were like, oh, okay. He definitely ordered me. And it, I think that I did think it was sexy. And I think I felt very conflicted about it uh-huh. because we were on the train the next morning on the blue line going to City Hall. And I was sitting down and he was standing up like over me a little uh-huh. bit. And he's like, you don't look like you want to get married. And I was like, oh, I, I do. <laughs> What are you wearing? At the time, I'm wearing like yeah, a little for car- your wedding. Oh yeah, like a little cardigan in like this small, tight, short dress, uh-huh. which you know is totally another Pamela move. You know, yeah. I was just, gonna say I've never seen my shoulders. I've never seen any photos from this wedding. Yeah, I don't know if I have any actually. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to Ronnie's Steakhouse to celebrate. Was <laughs> it just pool. the two of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh no, his, he at the time had a job, so he. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one time, um, he. Uh, he had one of his coworkers come to watch and witness it. Okay. Because he thought we needed one. But it was very much a Simpsons wedding. Like, Elizabeth, do you? <laughs> you know, like a wink and a, and a nod. And then Jeff, do you? Blah. Oops, sorry. I just said my ex-husband's name. But there you go. Well. <laughs> now you guys know. Slander. <laughs> but, you know, I think you have never been attracted to a bad boy no, which no, is wild no. to me and this is again why so Elizabeth and I also off pod had a little bit of a text exchange about whether or not um, Pamela was an Enneagram 7 as Elizabeth is <laughs> because I would say about both of them their self preservation vibes are a little low like <laughs> my self preservation vibes are a little high you know like no I have no interest no 
Yeah, I, I feel like that my before before I had kids, mm-hmm. my self preservation was never about self preservation. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had this feeling of like I need to be protected. But right. I think neither does Pamela. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they felt separate. They just felt like this is a relationship, and then whatever I do on my own is what I do on my own. Yes. But you've never. I mean, aside from your self preservation, you've never like even on television was like this bad boy on TV, super hot. Not really. I mean, sometimes I like a taciturn man, mm-hmm. a little stern, you know, um, that like per- you like a daddy. Well, you know, that perhaps like I'm the only one who can make him smile. Oh, you know, that kind of situation. Yeah. Like, so, yes, I am also a romantic. But no, I, I listen. My parents drove it into me very young. Like my mom was an alcoholic and then she went to AA and it was like, you could be an alcoholic. You know, it was like this like fucking huge deal. And at the same time, it was like the peak of like date raping. Everybody was getting liquid G'd. And like, so like I was the person in college who was like, had one Bud Light and like monitored my friends, you know, like I was very like, don't get raped. Don't get like, drug don't get caught up with like an idiot that is going to hurt you so i was like very cautious i yeah. would say i'm still am you and i walk into a bar and you're like chatting up you know tommy lee of rockford <laughs> illinois and i'm like oh you know i've moved on i don't even want him to say anything to me like i've already moved to the end of the bar <laughs> yeah no you're definitely like i don't want i think no. one time you sent me a text from dc where you're like i'm sitting at a bar and a man has approached me i do not want to talk to men <laughs> no well listen i you know i think i have like um i really try to keep the chaos out of my life as much as possible you know and a bad boy doesn't turn me on i want to be i want to feel safe sorry like (laughs) i mean for pamela's decisions after tommy and then she marries kid rock rick solomon is the next person she right and there's a great quote from the from the uh the the documentary where she's like i found a crack pipe in the christmas tree and he said it wasn't his but it couldn't be mine right she finds his crack pipe in the christmas tree and then she re she divorces him and remarries him again later yeah after he's after he's sober though adrian well everyone deserves a second chance i mean i don't know and then she marries a contractor that just walks onto her property and she's like you know what fuck it yes a civilian well she 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 came out of covid it was a hard time for everyone but back to rick solomon yeah um he's also the guy who by the way was he was married to shannon doherty Mm -hmm. a little another 90s icon Mm -hmm. right and then um he i think was in the sex tape of paris hilton when it got released yes probably and so he ended up unlike pam which I think is ironic, is that he ends up um, getting the rights for the sex tape and then making money off the sex tape. So what, a, like, Pam, what are you doing? Well, she was the first one. She was the first one. What can, she doesn't know. I know. Let's talk about, have you ever made a sex tape? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't even have to ask you. I'm sure that you have. No, what? <laughs> I'm sure there are naked photos of you places. Um, there might be. But I don't, yeah. but I think that they're probably like. What about um, a reel? You made a sex reel? <laughs> no, for sure not. And it's just like a little clip. I would think that if I have any naked photos, they're probably on paper, like, you know, the old photo paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do know photo yes. paper. <laughs> right. Yes. I will say, I mean, that I think I was born in 1980. I graduated high school in 1998. I graduated college in 2002. So, like, I got a cell phone in 2001. And yeah. it was like a Nokia brick, right? Like, I didn't have access to what the children have now. And I am 100% sure if I did that total bad like yes i would have done i i can think of some of my actions in college that i'm like horrified about i love that there was no technology to like 
you know, blast that uh, across the internet. I mean, I went to spring break in Panama City, Elizabeth. <laughs> I know. We were supposed to have a birthday party this yeah. year, all based on yeah. that. Because that shit is fucking trashy. Yeah. I remember that that was also a big thing, like the spring break videos on yes. television at the time. All the tits, Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, Girls Gone Wild. That yes. was nuts. It was a really misogynistic time. Yes. And, and especially in the fact that no one was talking about the fact that any of these things were misogynistic. Right. You know, to imagine that your sex tape could be stolen from your house House, literally stolen property and then monetized and spread across the internet and nobody knows what the internet is like that I think they did a better job of really playing out in the Pam and Tommy Hulu show yeah. like I mean I grew up I grew up in all of this and I still was like holy shit this is what it was that like <laughs> And like, because we're so dial used, up. Yeah, we're just so used to the internet today, right? But like, if you look at um, how this happened, it was just like a perfect storm of like the internet meets, you know, porn and terrible people. Well, and she talks about that because she's like, mm-hmm. I didn't even really know how far that reached. She's just, right. No one knew. You know, I think the sadder part about the whole thing, too, is that. You know, this is before people really made sex tapes public on purpose, right? Right. Because this guy actually stole the safe not knowing that there was a sex tape, allegedly. And the one thing I feel so sad about Pamela in this situation is that she's doing this thing for her husband with her husband as two private citizens who just want to be together and are wild about each other. And now it's like exploited into like this really dirty, nasty kind of world. Yeah. Not that sexuality is like nasty, but the fact that like... She didn't consent to any of it. Yes. I mean, it's awful. And basically, the lawyers are like, well, you took your clothes off for Playboy. So, like, this is all fair game. I mean, it's fucked up. It's like, you're a slut because we saw a picture of you naked. And this is what sluts get. I mean, it's very, like, patriarchal and upsetting. But again, let's talk about the fact that men fuck her over, over and over and over again. And still she wants to date men. So there's Tommy, who is wild and she's wild with, but he ends up abusing her and going literally to jail for right. like six months. And they have to break up because she has to protect her tiny children. Listen, Pam, and they, and I they hear you to- on this. <laughs> no, they never get back together. No, they did get back together for a little bit. Oh, really? In yeah. the documentary? Uh, they they break up. He goes to jail. Yeah. They try to make it work again. Oh, okay. I don't think that they remarried a second yeah. time, but they got back together for a little while. Okay. And then it just like fell apart right because he's probably like why'd you send me to, to jail mm. and she did the right thing and was like right. dude you hit me like <laughs> right so okay so she's got Tommy and then at the same time they have the sex tape stolen from them by men then like mass produced by men put across the internet so if that wasn't violation enough then she also gets to go through the legal proceedings where the men are fucking awful to her then she marries Kid Rock she marries Rick Solomon they're dr- you know drug people then she marries a, or a soccer player who crushes her hand yeah, no, so that she didn't marry him, oh, was but she, she, she him? went out with him, and she was, you know, wow. Like, I don't know what it is about men wanting to, like, just break anything that's beautiful. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, there's everyone she dates, all the stories about the men in her life are very abusive. Her dad was an alcoholic, was abusive to her mother. She was raped in her childhood. I mean, like, but she somehow, over and over again like picks herself up and like believes in love. And and I would say the end of this movie is like her big sort of thinking about love is that if she can't be with Tommy, then she just needs to be alone because Tommy is like her truest love. And the father of her children. It's like, Pam, honey, have you had any therapy at all? At all. I mean, listen, I love her, but like, like I said, I, 
I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say is I've had some experiences with men, and they really turned me off men. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like a fool me once kind of situation. I mean, I definitely, like, this is hard. I I, I would say this, is that, you know, I can't speak about Pam's... um, violations with men and right. you know but I've always complained about my whole life with men because I haven't had that I've had a ton of people I've slept with but I've never like had that many male relationships mm-hmm. like romantic but the first person I meet who's my my dad just abandons us right yeah. like, not great <laughs> not great then then the next person that I think is significant in my like romantic life is that I meet this kid he takes my virginity the next day he starts dating some other chick he's just basically like screw you you're disgusting and I hate you and no <sighs> one no one should ever know that we slept together uh. right and then my next one is like my abuser the guy who like raped me and like and and hit me mm-hmm. uh, repeatedly um and then my next one is my my ex-husband who is all it's all a mess right um and still I end up getting remarried. You and Pam, the, <laughs> right? the fucking flame cannot be extinguished. <laughs> I mean, the, the difference I think is that I can look back now and go, these people are abusive and terrible and this is not the place I should be. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Pam understands that line yet. <laughs> like, I think she still struggles with it. I'm not sure either. And I think it's really interesting because her sons seem to adore her. So again, more yes. men. I mean, they're full grown men now. And I... You know, I'm trying to remember if On the Hills, I mean, I think On the Hills, New Beginnings, Brandon Lee was kind of a drunk. I mean, obviously, he's got that Tommy Lee (laughs) in him. But, you know, I'm raising what will one day be a man. And I do think it is conflicting that, like, my opinion on men can be pretty low. And and I and I don't even know if it's like men's fault per se, but like even like what were these men thinking when they were treating her this way about her sex tape that had been stolen? Right. I mean, it's like the the morality of whether it was fine for someone to monetize this is very clear, right? Like it was stolen from her, but these men were just like, well, no, we own anything that a woman has. And right. if she's shown us our tits, then we get to see her pussy too and we get to see her do this. And you know what I mean? Like I think men have been like raised to have these beliefs yeah it goes back to the whole like what were you wearing when you were raped right exactly and like so how was pam raising her kids you know or like how am i raising my kid like it's it's difficult it's not easy i wouldn't think so and i think that like trying to raise a a a male who's who has to like walk this line of like still these kind of patriarchal Christian based thinking mm-hmm. um, and then having to have a mother who's very like liberal and like this is not the way mm-hmm. to treat a woman is, is hard. But it seems like Pamela's sons are very empathetic to her whole story mm-hmm. and that they really admire their mom for being even stupidly in love all the time. Yeah, I think that that's probably true you know tommy he's been married a bunch of times since he married pam yeah. isn't he and yeah he's now married he's to married to britney ferlin uh. uh-huh yeah i don't know i mean the boys talk a little bit about being young and feeling like everyone knew things about their family like dark secrets about their family or like yeah. if someone said something about their mom at school that they were immediately like ready to like you know, knock people out. But I think, you know, Pam is just like such a encapsulation of like how women have been treated, but in this like super heightened way. Right. Cause we're all supposed, like you started with, we're all supposed to look like fucking Pam. Right. Right. But then like, then people abuse her constantly, but then she also doesn't seem to totally get like, but she does get it yeah, because she like sent 
Tommy to jail and took her kids away, right? But then she continues to pick these men that are going to be terrible to her. Yeah, it seems like, um, I mean, we discuss trauma a lot in this podcast and like what our parents do to us. And it's very clear to me that like her parents really set the story up that's not true. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where I always talk about the movies that I love to watch, you know, like I love true romance, right? Which Mm -hmm. is this guy and this girl and he like basically robs banks and like kills people. Like that's not really probably a good relationship to be. Yeah. You know, when I was like 25, I probably also would have thought like getting married in four days was like super fucking romantic. You know, now I'm like, like, you're like even marriage. No, well, I'm just like, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll go out with you one more time a week from now. Like four days, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's wild. But that, I think, is the shit that women have been taught this whole time, right? Like, it seems clear to me that Pam understands that men have all the power. Yeah. I think that that's true. I think she was hoping that her sexuality would help her grab some of that power. Mm -hmm. But it leaves her, like, completely broke. And, like, you know, she talks about Hugh Hefner. Mm -hmm. She never made money from him. You know, she was married to Tom, Tommy, and he like never really gave her any money. And Mm -hmm. at some point, her sons are talking about the fact that she was always like worried about who's going to have money and when they were going to have it. And she says something along the lines of like, I would use my credit cards and Mm -hmm. then I'd be like, what? Well, I hope they. I hope it works. I just mm-hmm. want my credit cards to work, and so I can get my nails done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Girl, it's only forty dollars. Get your nails done." <laughs> <laughs> well, and the boys are like, you know, she's in this whole thing. She's taking care of her parents, and like her parents, of course, are still together, which yeah. I think she thinks is very romantic. Yes, I mean, she says she's like they're really happy now. I'm like, so the 50 years of fucking chaos beforehand, like, you know, and why are they happy now? Did your dad just give up? Like his spirit was finally broken. That's what I was thinking. What the fuck? (laughs) You know? Oof. I mean, but how do you deny a story? Like, I think in her head, it's like, how do you deny this partnership that has stayed together through thick and thin, through good and bad? I'd like to see Pamela's brother on this documentary and like ask him (laughs) if his experience was the same. Yeah, I don't know much about Pamela's brother, actually. No, I'm just saying like she clearly romanticized the situation with her parents like hardcore, right? I also think she has strong seven vibes. Like she's up for a party. She says, she says, I wrote it down like something that was like, I don't overthink things. I don't think about it at all. Yeah. You know, she, oh, I don't overthink anything. Thinking is overrated. Right. And then you're like, she's definitely a seven. Well, sort of, yes. I mean, listen, one of my favorite things about like even our creative process is you'll just like throw shit at the wall and like move on. You're like, oh, you know, (laughs) I I love that about you because I cannot do it. Right. So like we're just very different in that way. Well, that brings up the whole point about how you feel about Pamela. Basically, um, what what would we call it? Like succeeding by falling. Like she's just like... (laughs) Constantly stumbling into success. This shit is tough for me. (laughs) Yeah. She like never tries. She's like, I'm at a hockey game. And next thing you know, I'm a Labatt's model. Can you believe that? Like, I have never walked in anywhere where anything good happened to me because someone noticed me. Like, fucking never, you know? And then she's like, oh, then they they contacted Labatt's and was like, be on Playboy. And I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) So then she gets in Playboy. And then next thing you know, she's the hottest fucking Playboy chick. And then... Then I didn't even go to my first like six auditions for Baywatch because it was like far away. It was far away. I didn't even go. And then when I finally came, they were like, are you the Pamela that never comes to your audition? She's like, yeah. 
I mean, like, she really just stumbles upward. <laughs> well, even even her meeting Tommy, she's like, yeah. well, I was at the club and I bought some shots for my friends and they gave one to Tommy. And then he was like, I'm yours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, listen, as an Enneagram 3, my whole vibe is like constant striving and constant trying to like get somewhere, right? And every time I fail, it's mortifying and shameful and I have to start all over again. And like Pam just like exists and like people just give shit to her. Some people are that way, though. Some people are that way. They have that vibe that people want to help. But even I don't even know if her vibe was that people want to help. I mean, I think people saw that she was gorgeous and like they could do something with it and And, malleable. I was going to say, and she's so naive. Yes. Because I think we talked about this. Is, is, is Pamela a dumb person or is she just like incredibly naive? The fact that she holds on to hope Mm -hmm. after everything she went through is incredible. Yes. To have like faith in humanity and even like her, her decision to start working with PETA and being like, I'm going to, I'm going to lead this charge for Mm -hmm. for animal rights. Um, I think even one of her sons said something along the lines of like, my mom wants to fight for people who have no voices and these mm-hmm. animals who can't speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this kind of hope is, it's so pretty. I mean, like beautiful. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know a better word for it. It's like, I don't, you don't see a lot of people who carry that after they've been through so much. Yes. She even says, I'm not a victim. You know, she's like, I made my choices and they weren't great. But also I've lived one of the best lives ever. Yeah. And I was like blown away by like, Again, how sweet. Yeah, I mean, her sweetness seems to get her in a lot of trouble, but it also (laughs) seems to, like, center her, right? Because I definitely don't feel that hopeful or sweet, like, as a person. Yes. You know? Or about love. Like, love is, like, hard. And she's still, like... I love my family. She's literally a person who's like a contractor could walk onto my property at any moment and I could marry him tomorrow. And you know what? I will. And I'm going to have my dream. I mean, like, wow. There's a part of me that's like, that's fucking insane. And then there's the part that's like, well, it is very sweet to be like hopeful that you could still get what you wanted. Yeah. But even it sounded like Kid Rock was not mean to her. And actually, they might have had like sort of a stable relationship. And she was the one that was like, this isn't love because like you're not fucking creating chaos. <laughs> like, so get to it, kid. Right. I think that's that seems to be what, what she was saying. Because yeah. she was even saying like, he was even good for the boys. Um, the I boys also- did not like him. There was this like hilarious clip where Brandon's trying to get into a lake and Kid Rock's giving him his hand and he's like, fuck you. No, <laughs> right. I can do it on my own. And Kid Rock's like, let me help you, Bob. Bob's like, let me help you. And Brandon's like, don't touch me. I'll get in on my own. I love uh, that you brought up the the contractor walking in to yeah. her house and then they end up married because yeah. I know that you've had some work done on your house. <laughs> I have not seen any contractors right. to marry. No. <laughs> but I also don't think I give out the like, I would marry you. I'm down for a good time vibe. Unfortunately, I mean, I yeah. I would like to give out a, a more like I'm down for a good time. But the truth of the matter is I'm not like I've got a fucking kid to raise. I can't like go home and like fuck strangers because I can't be murdered. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like that is what it is. I also think that, you know, Pamela has this kind of a very um, naive, innocent kind of vibe to mm-hmm. her, which makes her a little bit more appealing and um, in terms of like 
manipulation mm-hmm. and kind of getting her to kind of your, come to your side. And I don't think you give off that vibe either where you're just no. like, come tell me what to do. No. And I would say, though, that Brandon, they, they talked to Brandon a lot more than Dylan. Yeah. But Brandon definitely was like my only father figure was Tommy Lee. Like he's like, fuck these other people, you know. And as a person whose mother had a lot of relationships and was like in and out of relationships, I thought it was interesting that they're not more annoyed with her about it. Yeah. You know, but maybe because she seems to have given it up now. (laughs) Who knows? That was hard to watch when she gets like kind of weepy when she sees those videos of her and Tommy. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, I really loved him. Well, but that she also doesn't see any of it as like pure chaos. Yeah. Like you can tell as a viewer watching their home videos that it's like fucking chaos. But don't you think if you're you're a rock star and you were married to this Playboy model, that that's the only way it could be? Sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying that none of that is like hot to me. I'm like, let's go to the Olive Garden, (laughs) you know. Maybe we could watch a movie. You could hold my hand. Like, you You're know. like, Sundays we'll go to Target. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be on a fucking boat. First of all, I don't want to be on a boat that doesn't have a bathroom. <laughs> second, <laughs> and second of all, I don't want to be like marooned out in the ocean with fucking Tommy Lee. No, danger. Oh, my God. With him like slapping his dick onto the fucking steering wheel. Okay, let's talk like, about yes. that. Yes. Tommy Lee is steering the boat with his dick. and His huge, huge dick. Oh, I guess someone's seen the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Someone here has taken advantage of I'm just saying Tommy Lee is definitely talented. Listen, I cannot (laughs) tell you something more unattractive than seeing a man drive a boat with his dick. I would just be like, really? Why is this happening? I mean, I feel like I would feel that way if it was um, Kevin Costner. You are fucking Pamela. (laughs) You would be like, yeah, drive the boat with your dick. You're almost 50 years old and you would think it was so great. I would think it was awesome. I would just be like, why don't you just stay naked all day long? Yeah, what else can you do with this dick? (laughs) (laughs) Can I throw some fucking ring toss? Yeah, let's do some horseshoes on your dick. I mean, Can you stir my coffee, Tommy? <laughs> this is the fundamental difference between the two of us. Because oh. I would be like, no. I, when you see it, maybe you might feel differently. You Listen, like- I, I don't, it, it's not the dick. It's just like the act. Like, it would feel very immature and weird to me. I'd be like, no, I don't, yeah. this isn't hot. I mean, listen, I've seen dicks. Of course. I've seen men do. They're always impressed with what they can do with their dicks. I mean, but Tommy can back it up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the cool thing about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, great. Yes. And I, I definitely would be like, Tommy, can you just open the champagne bottle? Maybe saber it with your dick? <laughs> Anyways, final thoughts. What are you what are you what are you feeling about the documentary? I don't know. I mean, I have again, I think one of my main questions is about like has it gotten better for women, you know? Like Pam definitely really like took one for the team oh in terms God. of being just like totally I mean, she's like a lesson for like future media. Like I don't think we are this terrible to women now in the media. You well, know? We, I think we call them out now. Like back then, no one would call out the behavior of the men. I mean, right, we had, say that it was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, we had the video vixens. We had Howard yeah. Stern. We had the Jerry Oof. Springers. You know, like it's and it's the fact wild. that like all these late night hosts, Jay Leno and everybody, are like perfectly Matt Lauer, perfectly like feeling within their rights to like talk to her about her breast implants or talk to her about this sex tape like it's a joke. I mean, like it. 
it's very uncomfortable to watch now. But I think, you know, if those things didn't happen, you know, then even the small rights we have as women are have made, you know, changes, they also wouldn't have happened. Yeah. I also like that we get to watch her become um, a woman in her own right. Like mm-hmm. toward the end, she's like, look, if you want me to peddle my my tits, I will. But I'm going to say what I need to say, mm-hmm. um, which is something I don't think she felt for a long time. So I didn't think that we could fill a whole like almost hour talking oh, about Pamela. But we did. We're so good. We're so good at our jobs. <laughs> I mean, I knew that we could. I would say, like, okay, let me ask you this. Yes. If a person is like, I don't have 700 hours to, to, you know, engage with Pam, should they watch Pam and Tommy on Hulu, the the series, or this documentary? And why? That's a tough question, because I think we're <laughs> dealing is. with two different things. We are. I think if you love a shit show, mm-hmm. Pam and Tommy. 100%. Right. There's no question. But I think if you really want to know the truth behind a person's story, mm-hmm. hearing it from them is, is probably the best. I would agree. I would say, though, that tell me if I'm wrong. I would say that what she says in the documentary is not that much different than what happens in Pam and Tommy. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, she during during the documentary, she t- she definitely backs up the storyline that they have yeah. on Pam and Tommy. I don't like the mocking. When do they and mock pa- her? And Pam and Tommy, I feel like they really go in with like, of course they can't help it because of course that's her aesthetic and that her whole career is built on that mm-hmm. aesthetic. But I feel like they didn't really spend a lot of time on her feelings to, until the end of the the, right. the Once the, the sex tape goes. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, what's his name? Who's the guy who Sebastian plays the crunk? Stan. No, he's, he's great. He's, Seth Rogen? Yes, Seth Rogen. He was great. You know, like his kind of comedic role and kind mm-hmm. of the mocking of the the whole thing that happened to them. I yeah. That made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're right. All the acting was excellent. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, if you want a really clear picture of like how it took off and how sex tapes then took off and the Internet, like it was good. So I guess my vote would be Pam and Tommy for entertainment. If you really need a deep dive, you know, hook up the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the other question is like, you know, I wouldn't mind a deep dive into Pamela. All right. (laughs) All right. And, you know, it's also probably very unfeminist and unwoke of me to be like, watch Pam and Tommy when she is clearly uncomfortable and doesn't want it. Yeah. And she's like, you can watch my actual story that I'll tell you. And I'm like, I don't know. It was a really good show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yes. So I guess that's uh, the end of our first episode back. Oh, my God. It's been so long. I'm thrilled to be back. Are you excited? I'm I'm really, really hyped. I, as you know, I've had a couple of days where I've just been like dead, dead, dead. And yeah. um, seeing your face right now oh. is like bringing me lots of joy. Oh, well, talking about my beautiful booby baby, <laughs> Pam Anderson, <laughs> is bringing me lots of joy. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we, you know, dove into Pam Anderson because literally every time Elizabeth talks about what she wants to look like, it's Pam Anderson. It's true. I still also follow a lot of uh, plastic surgery messes. Uh, One of my favorite ones is uh, Mary Magdalene. You can find her on Instagram at 1-800-LEAVE-MARY-ALONE. And she... She has she her her whole thing was like being the the woman with the biggest vagina ever, and then she's had problems. And just recently, one of her boobs popped, and so she's been on Instagram with just a uniboob, and it's been the glorious the glorious like makings of of uh, my newest obsession. And I'm so thrilled, so thrilled. All right, everyone. I feel worried. <laughs> thanks for listening to Don't Ruin This for Me. Special thanks to the Lincoln Lodge and producer Christina Ferreira and our graphic designer Jessica Savage. And hey, 
Are you looking for even more Adrian and Elizabeth? Check out our Substack newsletters, Where the Fuck's My Happy Ending and Mixed Race Tape. And you can follow the pod on Instagram at Don't Ruin This Pod. Yes. And please keep listening because this season is jam packed with everything you love about Don't Ruin This For Me diverse guests, 80s and 90s pop culture, rethinking our wacky belief systems, <laughs> which after this episode, I think you understand a little bit more, and <laughs> just laughing our asses off as we do. We have got a great lineup featuring movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Super Excited, Fame, Mommy Dearest, Mm. Thelma and Louise. Seriously, it's amazing. And come back next week. This I'm so hyped about this. Where where Adrian's talking about me and Pamela Anderson. <laughs> next week we are going to find out a little bit more of Legends of the Fall, uh-huh. where we discover and talk about Adrian's sexual awakening. Yes. yes, I'm a little nervous about it because typically I try not to put the most important movies things to me in this podcast because I don't actually want them ruined. <laughs> so. <laughs> But I feel strongly that Brad's heat is going to be, you know, it's it's undeniable. I'm, I'm really... It's ex- undeniable. I'm so excited, Adrian, because I <laughs> I don't know the last time I saw it. I may have seen it right when it came out. So I have no idea what I'm going to walk into. Next thing you know, I'm going to buy a fucking Legends of the Fall poster on eBay. <laughs> I had one up in my room when I was young. Anyway, don't forget to elevate middle-aged women's voices by rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app. Well, that's it. That's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Ha, <laughs>